Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Oh boy, good morning everybody, welcome to this Modcast's morning show, Left Coast, West Coast edition. Fuck these coast! I don't know why you would say that, uh, but uh, good morning. I am one of your several hosts, Marty Yu. A oh, host and DJ and uh, board master. And- Not a master, I'm merely a novice. <laughs> and James Franco Jr. 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 <laughs> <laughs> several juniors down. <laughs> Uh, we are um, we are broadcast two hours every Tuesday morning on the West Coast for your uh, your pleasure, your oral. East Coast says Krampus. <laughs> if you've never uh, heard the show before, we talk about nonsense, and you can join in on the nonsense by <laughs> no, tweeting no, no. in. We talk about great things nonsensically. Sure, yeah, you're, you're, it's a very important semantic difference. I I agree. Um, and you can join in on the conversation by tweeting us at Nooner Dan Marty. That's Nooner Dan Marty because that makes sense. That, <laughs> <laughs> or you can uh, email us at noonerpodcast at gmail dot com, or you can go on our Tumblr page and follow along. Um, thanks to Darren and Tyson. Um, they post interesting links that relate to the show at t- Tuesdays mornings. At links, t- images, site Tumblr dot com. It's pretty tight. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, uh, good morning to everybody, Jadelyn and Jow. Oh, jeez, how Jowell? Ooh, a new listener. You know, he's he's tweeted before. I just don't know. Um, and also, thanks, hello to Will. Thank you for getting us online as always. And this time, I did remember to press record. I did. And who reminded you? It, the funny thing is, I said I just tweeted like this time. I'm going to press record, <laughs> and uh, I almost did not. So thank you, thank you, Bill. Um, See, I contribute, and thank you, Yako and uh, Tyson and Darren and uh, Jadlin, Drew, PDG, everybody who's listening live right now. That this is our uh, romper room moment, right? Yes, that's why I'm quietly stewing. <laughs> right. Oh, and hello, Bill. Ah, uh, Billy. Hey, wow, Billy. Oh, I do exist. And uh, we will be joined, uh, hopefully, by um, Emily. Emily, yeah. But uh, Dan is working full time in producer mode nice. on his new zombie show uh, for the CW up in Vancouver or, yeah. or CW or Fox. Yeah, uh, yeah. But he's I think he's in town right now. They're they're you know they're on the fast track to to you know get this to uh, to uh, you know casting and all that stuff. And so it's just a oh, I thought they were, were they just location scouting last time? Yeah, was, oh, okay. yeah. And also they I were they're already in in full no 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 shooting. They they're still they still need to to write the whole thing and all that. Um, well, I'm sure they've written it, but um, you know, just, are you going to be in it? No, no, I don't think so, because um, it's Canadian. But they are using a bunch of people from the Tomorrow People, that CW show, that Tomorrow People. Yeah, so the Ziggy Marley um, music video. Yeah, exactly, the Ziggy Marley. Uh, but no, I would like to go up and visit because I hear Vancouver is an awesome place. Yeah, I've heard I've heard nothing but beautiful things about Vancouver. Oh, but speaking of you, sim- uh Something about contributions. We have our Indiegogo page up live. Is it live? It is live. Is it live? <laughs> we'll, is it, we'll do it live. Is it, is it live? And we'll get into that later, but I just want to thank everybody who already, uh, who already contributed. And, and somebody, I, I tried to link you in on Twitter because I wasn't sure how to respond, but somebody got a hold of us asking where to send some gear. They had some gear they were going to oh, send. Oh, right, right, Did you right. see that? Yeah, I did. Um, huge, huge thanks to that dude. Yes. I don't so, have the screen in front of me or I'd scroll through and see. Oh, sure. 
Oh, it's a Smodcoast morning show. Did I say something wrong? Well, corrected me. It's a Smodcoast morning show. That's what we're doing on the Smodco internet. Oh, really? Oh, well, then fuck. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm done. Um, Michael's listening live in Germany. And by the way, we already, and, and so is Mike O'Donoghue. Get um, the we already reached our goal. We've already passed our goal. On Indiegogo? On Indiegogo. But we just, went, we, we just announced that it went live. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. A, it's unbelievable. And uh, true, our, we have the bare minimum request for money that we right. could make, but we've already passed it. And so thank you guys who already That's contributed. That's huge. I did not know and, that. That's huge. And honestly, it's just we love that to include people and you know any extra money will go to make the show better. And, and we'll getting do. more of this organic unsweetened soy milk for our coffee. Yes, because only the best for you, Bill. <laughs> Actually, Bill drinks his black, as we know. Um, but I did want to talk about... Net neutrality. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's news. It's, it's, I want to talk about net neutrality, and I'm sure you've heard the term before. I have. And have you, have you investigated it much? I, I'll be honest, I haven't. Okay. So you probably think, like, who cares? Like, basically, the, the, it's a concept that, that has been around for a while, uh, not just about the internet, but it's about um, treating the internet like a utility where everybody has the same access mm-hmm. and every, you know, um, so, like, you just have as much speedy access to Aunt Edna's knitting corner as you do to USA Today. You know, mm-hmm. so the idea is that no one has better access than the other. But you can, you know, you can have faster servers. But that when you're on the internet, you have the same uh, access as any other user or provider. Uh, and you know, they, they, this has been around since the telegraphs. You know, in the 1860s, they passed a, a law that said you couldn't have no one person could have better access than the other to a telegraph it was just first come first serve as they come out uh and so now there is just a a a supreme court ruling last month that said that uh internet providers could choose preference you know preference uh they could throttle back say netflix if they wanted to right uh Uh, i was okay this is i was yeah i was um following a story on this a little bit because the idea being that uh, they can use that as bargaining power then for... Right. So they could charge Netflix or iTunes extra money. Uh, say, you know, if you want to get full access, you have to pay us $100,000, you know, for... So you're talking about the providers like AT&T. And, yeah. yeah. Or, 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 or in a position, they've, they've got right. net companies like Netflix over a barrel. Right. And or they can say to users like, oh, if you want full access to Netflix... We'll give you this extra speedy package. It would be like saying, you know, if phone companies said, you know, there's a 10-second delay before you can make a phone call. Um, But you can make a phone call, but you just have to wait 10 seconds unless you pay the extra money. And if you want to call internationally, it's a whole separate thing. They can really departmentalize. Yeah, sure. They can do that too. Exactly. So some sites, and then they could just block sites altogether, you know, if they wanted to. Like they could, and they could create their own movie service and say, Oh, ours is so much this faster one is so much better, yeah. than Netflix. So, um, and you know, you could argue that the internet is you know is a luxury, and it's just for porn or shopping, and the free market should rule, or shopping for porn, or shopping for porn, and let the free market rule. But um, what could happen? I mean, the thing is, the internet is not a luxury. At this point, we all rely on it. Schools expect their kids to have access to the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. It, I know, but I, as a as a small businessman of CEO of William Watterson Industries, uh, my career would be dead in the water. Without right, it. Just right, dead in the water. You can't apply for jobs. You know, so to 
to put these limitations on it. And no other country, developed country, has this sort of limitation. You know, they they all net neutrality is the standard, is the norm in in, in, in Europe and Asia. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm almost positive. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, listeners. Um, and the problem is there's just no competition here. So, like right now, 99%, over 90% of people who sign up for internet get cable. And cable, you don't have choices. You know, I have, we have one person, that one group where we can, you know, it's all done by neighborhood. There's no right. re- true competition. And it's, it's maddening and it also is, is going to hinder us. So are they are they funneling some of these Supreme Court decisions through antitrust legislation? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there or is that a, the, the, is that just sort of a, a it, reference to this? We're headed this way if we don't do something. We need to do something. So there's still stuff that's going to happen in the Supreme Court. They don't think it's going to be resolved, or they, they'll create legislation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that this year. It's, an, it's a do nothing Congress. But um, and the crazy thing is, you know, we. Our internet is so slow here and so expensive compared to Europe. Is that true? Yeah. So, or, or take South Korea. South Korea, they, they have fiber optics. And here, the only fiber optic provider is Fios. And they, are, they only cover 14% of the country. Hmm. And it's 130 bucks a month. And they didn't call me back for the many Fios commercials I've gone out for, they're, in which I did a fantastic job. Yes, and that's what. And so they're, they're fuck not Fios. Well, they're not planning to expand either. Uh, well, Google has um, they have fiber optics in one city, Kansas City, as a pilot. Yeah, well, they're mm. just doing a, 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 a yeah, right, as a test. So no test. other places. Uh, that's the only way we can get fiber. Kansas optics. City. Yeah, there, there are cities that like San Diego's. A, they test things. They're test market cities. You know? Yeah, but Kansas City. Well, you know, it's small. But so in Go Korea, choose. they have uh, fiber optics. And you, so you get it. It costs less than what we pay. And it's 300 times faster. Jesus. Same as Sweden. Sweden, it's cheaper. Everything's so much better in Sweden. Yeah. You guys just got it all figured out. God damn you, Sweden. And you got those babes walking around, not even thinking they're babes. So they're not bitches about it. Fuck. Yeah. But there's no incentive for telecoms to or, or Internet providers to upgrade right now because they have right. us over a barrel. And... What that, what they do in other countries is the government sets up the uh, like in Sweden. What they do is they the government sets up the fiber optics networks, and then they sell it to multiple carriers. Mm. So you can you have a choice of five different carriers, and they those carriers just lease the fiber optics from it's actual competition. Yeah, but they they lease the fiber optics from uh, from the government from the government. And the government makes money off of it. There's actual competition. Marty has a phone call. Yeah, I, I've got to take this. I hope you don't mind. No, um, I have <laughs> uh, no idea who that was. I actually started to panic because I thought you were being serious. And I can't oh. continue the discussion of and neutrality go. and fiber optics. Yeah, so uh, what we should do about it, I mean, you should call your congressman, let them know that net neutrality is a big deal because... Uh, is it, it, now, is this, is this something that can... A lot of times, a lot of times, issues like this, you think all the way back to, to prohibition and, and currently uh, issues of gay marriage and... Um, uh, marijuana legalization mm-hmm. is this something that can be or is being dealt with on a state level that could then garner national attention because I don't of think a head so, of steam or is this something that you kind of have to start at the top because I, the corporations I, have such a stranglehold on the I don't think it's being looked at from a state level I think it w- will be probably a, a national thing um, I, I don't know I don't know what best way to, to do it is but it's it's really maddening and um, and it's if we get left behind, you know, in terms of speed, that's bad for us technologically. Bad for us technologically. It's bad for us. It's bad for us in terms of business. Businesses can't respond as quickly. 
yeah to and, to the, to their customer it's it you, you don't want to be left behind yeah you don't want to be standing on the wrong side of history america yeah exactly and um yeah and it's just the also the the whole net neutrality thing is it's just wrong <laughs> you know it's 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 um because also those you know they they bid on the, the government sells like you know wireless or or they sell it's they have a lot of participation in in the cable companies and telecoms you know there's a lot of cooperation so the they have so much it, there's just no room for real competition right you know uh and it's, it's and the the companies that have the the stranglehold the companies that are that have the 99% of of the business do we know what sort of lobbyists they have in government? Are they, is there a right or a left? I mean, are, is it that standard? Well, they're big corporations, so they're, you know, con- contributing campaign funds to Republicans yeah. who love blah, 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 Not blah, even blah, Republicans. Blah. I mean, it's bipartisan. You know, right. they, they, lobbying just they have such a stranglehold on Congress. When, you know? when, when are we going to figure out? The whole campaign finance reform issue. Uh, yeah, that's that that's, is such a. Fu- yeah. I know we've talked about it before, yeah. but it's, it's just maddening. such a fucking no brainer. Um, and Jeff pointed out that there are already claims that Verizon is limiting Netflix. Um, I've heard that. Yeah, um, since they have Redbox streaming, I guess. And then Lou said that FiOS isn't that expensive; it's a hundred bucks a month, but that includes uh, TV and phone. But it's just not widespread. Oh, and then also Austin has uh, Google fiber optics too. Really? Yeah. So w- one hope is that Google, because they have the capital and you know just the the infrastructure, they will create a, a fiber optic, a nationwide fiber optic system that will function in this way. Because I, I believe it's very cheap in Austin, and it's like fifty bucks a month or something like that. But um, so. Uh, yeah, there, there. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, um, you need that that innovator or risk taker like Tucker, a man in his dreams, who's going to get destroyed by big government, but ultimately a, change the way, but not in his lifetime. It's not going to be Google. We need that guy. Yeah, who's that guy? Uh, it, Is it you, Marty? It's me. <laughs> you got me. Oh, I was trying to be shy about it, but um, oh, there's no room for humility here. We need a creative genius to lead the charge. Chris Brown was saying that um, we, he was hoping for a scathing obit for Shirley Temple today. She died at 85. I just heard that on the way over. I yeah. I have read tidbits about her here and there. I really, I, I'll be honest, I didn't know she was still with us. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was She was 85, which, you know, if you're a rich, healthy person, that's pretty... That's, Perfectly reasonable, that's yeah. That's okay. And if you're a child star, that's like living to be 2,000. Yeah. I mean, she was the biggest movie star of her time. Mm-hmm. And then in the 50s... The president saying, we'll get through this depression, we'll be all right as long as we have Shirley Temple. Yeah, exactly. And then... <laughs> no pressure, kid. <laughs> uh, she ended up marrying um, uh, a military guy. She was a... Uh, Strong Republican. She ran for Congress in the 60s, lost, uh, and then um, was an ambassador to, to Czechoslovakia and some other country. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, for Republicans. So I don't know. I don't have anything bad to say about her. She, I loved watching her movies when I was a kid. I um, actually never... I mean, I've seen clips in documentaries about the early days of Hollywood and about you know the, the movie musical. An yeah. overview or whatever, but I, I actually I've not seen a Shirley Temple movie beginning to end, even in all this oh, revival I used to watch them all the time. stuff that I've been going to, like all the going to all the old silent movies at the Academy and stuff. Like I still haven't. That's one well, yeah, I mean they're not very sophisticated, but right. you know. Um, and then, as promised last week, we'll uh, get a Call of Cthulhu update from Emily. 
Sight gag. <laughs> we both stared, <laughs> we both at, the stared empty at the chair. <laughs> it was hilarious. Great sight gag, especially for radio. Oh yeah. Um, so, Bill, what's? How are you doing? I, I didn't even say hello to you. Uh, I'll, I'll be. I'll be honest. I'm all right. Um, I didn't talk about this last week because it was still very raw, and I hadn't traveled home to process it um, in person. But a very close friend of the family died tragically in, oh, in, so in a sorry. fall in an accident. Um, he, he was my my brother's best friend in life, and also business partner at the Happy Dog. I t- obviously I, t- I talk about the Happy Dog a lot. It's a bar, great bar. Um, more than a bar, it's a community back home in Cleveland. And uh, he fell on the job, uh, closing, um, and uh, didn't didn't survive the fall. Um, when did he fall from? Uh, it steps down to the um, down the to the basement? storage. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, and uh, so I was back home in Cleveland last week. I think uh, Wednesday through Saturday. I think for the for the wake and for the funeral. Is your brother itself. okay? Um, not really. I mean, no. he, he's hurting. He's hurting. This is his best friend in life. His business partner. They were the, their, the business was really taken off. I mean, they've made, they've made, they've been in the New York Times and the BBC, and they've been covered by the Economist for some of the work they've done there, which is amazing for a blue collar, amazing a blue collar bar opening in a blue collar town in Cleveland in a down economy. You know, that's it's, and they did it all together. Yeah. Um, there are other partners. I don't mean to discredit. Other people's contributions, but really the soul and spirit of the bar was Sean and Sean. You know, they're old best friends. They both started out in investment banking, ended up buying the bar together. Their birthdays are two days apart. Like it's just are their names spelled the same? They are the Irish spelling. S E A N. That's scene. Um, So that's been that's been hard to process. It it was incredible the the wake they had at the bar the night after the the the, the night after the funeral. Mm was astounding just the way people just showed out in droves they the local um the other bars and restaurants in the area which they helped revive tons of businesses have opened up since they've succeeded right right um and they're very active in in it's called the gordon square arts district which it wasn't when they bought the bar basically <laughs> it was just um, that place. it was detroit in 58th and everyone right. get, you're, you're opening a bar where um that whole community rallied and people from the the restaurants and bars around there volunteered to bartend um, so that the staff could celebrate, you know, the, the, the wake and didn't have to work that night. Right. Uh, all the drinks were on the house. Uh, he, he, it's a music club as well. And, and Kilbane, Sean Kilbane is the guy who passed, uh, was a huge music fan and songwriter. And, and he was in a couple bands and he just, he really rallied that community, sort of picked us up when we were down and, and bands were reuniting spontaneously on stage. They were singing his songs uh, you know, bands that used to play there that have broken up and moved on were getting back together and performing on the stage. I actually got to play bass with his high school friends in in a band to play some of the songs that he had played, written and played in high school. And his his brother, his younger brother, sang the songs and we played them. Uh, and then a, an old band of mine that he used to love reunited spontaneously, played two songs I hadn't played in five, six, seven years. That's awesome. It was it was a really incredible. A lot of tears, a lot of hugs, a well, lot of pain. But Jenny to see Marie that community. Sends her condolences. I appreciate that. appreciate uh, that. To in, see that community just come to life and... and, and you know, their 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 goal in opening the bar was not to open a bar. It was to build a community. Right. And just to see it, to see that community exist, rally around, ha- help each other, lift each other up, and and to see the physical manifestation of what they set out to do five years ago was sort of the the only comfort in in a very dark time. I have no uh, 
idea. Yeah, I mean that that requires so much uh, hope and yeah. like optimism, and and yeah. also just smarts too. Like, and they so had hard. just bought another bar. They were franchising basically, oh, not in like a cheesy yeah, yeah, Chipotle yeah. way, but, but they uh, right. they had bought the Euclid Tavern, which is I think I talked about this on the air. It's a legendary Cleveland yeah, venue, that. punk rock venue. My I played there a lot, and some of my best shows ever. I played with Spider Stacy of the Pogues there on St. Patty's oh, night. That's amazing. Uh, line out the door, you know, and that's any anyone from Cleveland and anyone anyone in the rock and roll scene in the seventies knows, knows the Euclid place, Tavern. Right. It's sort of like you know the CBGBs or the Max's Kansas City. It's it's sort of it doesn't it, it wasn't the birthplace of bands the way that was in New York, right? But it it was on the circuit, right? And right. Uh, we were talked about Paul Schrader's Light of Day, I think, uh-huh. filmed there, right? The Michael J. Fox uh, Joan Jett Joan Jett movie. Uh, Belting out Bruce Springsteen songs on the stage at the Euclid Tavern. That's awesome. And they just bought it, and that was their no. next venue. It was supposed to open in a month. Didn't, I don't know what the future of that is right now. Didn't your mom come last week? Yeah, she came out to California, and we both flew back together. Like, w- the next day? Yeah. She Well, she got out. She came out on, I think, Thursday, maybe uh-huh. Wednesday. Uh-huh. Sean, we learned, Sean passed Saturday, so we learned of it Sunday oh, okay. morning. And by right. Wednesday, we were on a flight back. Oh. Did you and have she, she's with back her? out town now. Oh, she's back here? Yeah. Yeah, she'll be in California for almost two months, so she, oh, just, oh. she went home and oh, came I see. back. Uh, well, that's nice. Did you get to spend some quality time with her? Yeah, we we were on the flight together, um, and we were both there for my brother. He just was so busy that that we didn't we, we didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time with him. It was just more we're a presence, we're here, right, we're right. supporting. Um, so as, actually, I spent the bulk of the weekend with my mom, which was very very comforting. Right. Wow. But yeah, it's a it's a dark time in the city of Cleveland. We'll see so, what happens. Uh, Jeff asked a question that I'm sure that you you will say no to. But she said, did, oh, he said, uh, did you see the Lego Movie? I haven't, but it's on my radar. It is. Uh, it is pretty. Awesome. Is it fun? It's pretty great. Is it's, it's not too visually gaudy, just to exhaust the hell it, out of you. It is exhausting to watch it. Because, That's what I thought when I saw but, the trailer. I mean it. It's just those bold, you know, like the eight different colors. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, very. Yeah, it seems like it would be taxing. But it is, uh, it is spectacular. The animation is so clever, and it's as if an eight-year-old wrote a feature film, blockbuster mm. film, and uh, it is just, um, it, it is hilarious. Uh, Emily, did you see the uh, the Lego Movie? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That that was a, a woman's voice. Where did that come from? Hey, it's Emily O'Hare. Hello. Ah, um, welcome, Emily. We'll get we'll talk to you uh, in a second. But yeah, everyone should see the Lego Movie. It's it's the only thing worth watching in theaters right now. Will it make me like Chris Pratt finally? Oh yeah, I mean, he, I I think Chris Pratt's pretty funny. He's I think he's okay. He's you know he does he's very he's charming and he's very funny in the role. Uh, uh, Will Ferrell's really good. Yeah, all the voice stuff is great. And Mark Mark Mothersbaugh did the music. I didn't know that. And he, the, Mark he, Mothersbaugh of Devo of Devo fame. And the music is great. And and there's one. Is song, it a musical or is no? It? There's one song that gets played over and over. It's it takes place in like this sort of futuristic world, or not futuristic, but like totalitarian world, you know. Mm. And this one song, it's sort of like Idiocracy, and it's nice. an idiotic song that just, it's an earbug. Hey, Emily. Hi, guys. Oh, you're, is your mic? Your mic's not on. Hey, now it's on. Oh, hi, guys. Um, so, uh, Call of Cthulhu, you were going to give us an update. Oh, yeah. Were you... Were you sitting biting your nails all week going, what happened? Yes. What happened? 
That's why that's the first thing I asked you. Is the Twitter feed just flush with questions about what happened in Call of Duty? No, it's uh, just that that's all you bring to the table. Bill, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, she's sensitive. Uh, um, we'll get to that in a little bit if there's nothing else. No, we want the. I, I I need some coffee first. Oh, okay. Did, what? Uh, 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 shit! I, I got my coffee before coming to the show on time. Well, you were. Still, oh, I'm so. I was ten minutes late. But it's on time for me. <laughs> I'm just watching the the little bars go up and down. You know, waiting for you guys to show up. You know, like, while the Northern Soul is playing. I experienced a light that wouldn't change this morning. Ah, yeah. is this a spiritual thing, or are you talking about a traffic light? <laughs> How could that be spiritual? You know, the, the light, light within you that just wouldn't, that wouldn't change. change. It's very profound, Phil. Change I, must that's, come. I was kind of impressed when you when you when you brought that up. Um, I was like, wow, here we go. Well, I hate to shatter your image of me as a poet, but no, it was in fact a traffic light <laughs> that would not change from red to green. Well, then it's a spiritual metaphor, <laughs> right? Maybe the the world is trying to tell you something. Just stop. Just yes. stop. <laughs> Yeah. Emily, stop. I did. Stop. I ran stop. it. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, fuck you, world. Well, I go my own way. I've been sitting there for at least five minutes. And five was, minutes? Yeah. Wow. What part of town was this? This was that insane intersection at... Um, it, it was like one of those... This is the really <laughs> this is, part. It was one this of those, is great stuff. Uh, those five-way intersections. Finland, listen up. This is the <laughs> intersection of Lancashire uh, and Vineland, and uh, it's a oh, crazy... Oh, that one? That's and a Riverside. shitty intersection. Oh, yeah. I hate that intersection. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's crazy that I knew what intersection it was. <laughs> um, so, have you guys been watching the Olympics? Uh, tweet in if you're an Olympic fan. Uh, you know, growing up, we... We would gather around the television and watch sports that we didn't understand. Where are you going? Um, I, you know, it's funny because the uh, the whole uh, Russians being assholes thing really took the pleasure out of it for me. But now the Russians being completely unprepared and everything falling apart is kind of getting me back into it. <laughs> and having one of the gayest opening songs in the history of the Olympics. What, We Will Rock You? Is that what the... Opening? I was thinking of the uh, when the Russian the Russian police choir did get lucky. Oh, really? And I also, like... Uh, they Insanely did a, homoerotic. In a great way. But And like, they did a Queen <laughs> song, too. What are you too. doing? They had a Queen song, too, which is ironic. That, have you, you haven't seen the Get Lucky clip? Oh, no. It's, yeah, it's yeah. worth looking at. It's fascinating it, at some point to think how many channels that decision being made had to go through and no one was like uh this is a really bad call you have to think that maybe it's because they're suppressing homosexuality so much it's coming out in big ways but it's fascinating this is the this is a this the is official. a microcosm of that because there are old time like scary russian gangster looking dudes <laughs> with stone faces singing <laughs> i'm up all night to get stone and they have no idea what they're talking about. And then they, these two guys take lead, and they're, dan- they're, fuck- they're dancing around like Rick fucking Astley in his policeman's uniform. That is crazy. Um, and it's also it's one of the worst songs you could have a choir sing because yeah. the bulk of the choir is standing around doing nothing for eighty percent of the song. And it's a and then dance song, or it's nothing. And then they chime in on the chorus, and, and half of them aren't even singing because they don't know where they are or why they're there, or so, they're offended by the notion of. Being up all night to get lucky because they can actually speak English. It's just, it's the most bizarre train wreck of, a, of an idea I've ever seen. <laughs> this, uh, so I haven't watched any of it. I don't really have TV here, you know. Hey, I don't need, I was going to say that. I don't, I don't need, I, I, mean, I would, it's something I would have on like while I was cooking, when I got home, I'd pop yeah. it on just randomly, whatever was, whatever sport was there, I would follow because there's always some sort of interesting storyline or, or hottie and tights, but, but, um, 
like Emily, no, I'm fascinated by just Sochi. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it is. They spent fifty one over fifty one billion dollars to put this Olympics together. To put that in perspective, that is over eighteen million dollars per athlete. Jesus. So each athlete they spent eighteen million dollars on. They just on and they housing, still don't have hot water, and they still don't have water, right? Like in places, and like just housing alone, they they're staying in these dorms. It's over three hundred and fifty thousand dollars per athlete, and that's like three per room. So it's like oh in these like little like shitty rooms with tiny beds. Where did that money non-working... actually go? I mean, that's well, well that was that's that speculation. so shady. Sure. Obviously. There's, you know, Russia is known for corruption. This is all. This is Russian money, by the way. It's, it's their, their, they spending it. But it's all Putin cronies, like they're big contractors. Contracting is where you have the most amount of corruption, and like there's a 30 mile stretch of highway that costs 10 billion dollars. That's like that's bigger than the entire domestic box office of last year. You know, wow. like just for 30 miles of highway, 10 billion dollars, and. And you know that just most of that went into some, you know, oligarch's pocket. Yeah. Right. Uh, and yeah, so it's it's how frustrating. Did they get the, how how did they get the Olympics? Well, Putin Putin said it would originally cost twelve billion dollars, and and of course he put it in in Sochi, which is in a sub a subtropical like a city. That's that's his favorite place to summer resort. You know, to have a summer vacation. Is right. going He's just throwing himself a party, basically. Basically, yeah. But uh, it's bad because it's you know it's a small city, but um, they have it's full of like poor people that have no running water and no power, and you know they have out, they're living in in squalor, and and they they were shoved off their there were farmers that were shoved off their land so that they could build these stadiums. Oh, Russia. Yeah, and they aren't oh, receiving Russia. any of the benefits. They, they don't right. get any of that $51 billion. So it, it's hard to watch it, but at the same time, I, I so sympathize with these athletes who spent you know, their entire lives training for this thing. How much yeah. does that suck if, if that, like, that your moment happens to be this one stupid, shitty Olympics run by a bunch of assholes? Right, <laughs> like, right. It's, it's not my or fault you're... that I'm this age and peaking as an athlete in this moment, and these... it's in your hands. <laughs> I yeah. can just imagine them like knowing that they have to go on the next day and not being able to sleep because they don't have any heat, right. <laughs> or not being able to drink anything. Or, they, they or someone, one of the one of the journalists tweeted that they got there were notes uh, in the in the hotel like don't don't use the water it ha- it's very dangerous. Oh something. no, that's yeah. that's what the uh, the there was this woman uh, something Saint Clair she was a journalist and she yeah. she her water wasn't working and then finally it was and then the guy the guy at the front desk said. Yes, but don't put it on your face. It is it's dangerous water. Yeah, yeah. dangerous. And, and she yeah. uh, tweeted a photo of it in a glass, and just it was just piss yellow. bronze. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the f- guys? <laughs> yeah. What did you think was going to happen? Uh, I, yeah. yeah. Like, what are the surprises here? I mean, and you know, I guess Russia is a is a superpower, and they have a lot of influence. You know, they do have money, and the Olympics have always been sc- scandalized by you know corruption and. Salt Lake City Olympics. There's all sorts of bribery going along, mm-hmm. going on. Have they any, got um, the basics down though? Right. They, like when have they never gotten just the basics? Yeah. <laughs> like having a place to put people after they've booked rooms, you know, six seven months in advance. And isn't the isn't the climate an issue too? It's not it's, an ideal climate at all well, for it, a winter. It's a Olympic. subtropical city, but and so like the temperature yesterday was sixty one degrees. 
But uh, but right. a lot of this stuff takes place in the mountains, and they have that's still warmer than this apartment. Everyone, <laughs> it's oh. still warmer. They have a um, they have like these silos that are filled with over seven hundred cub seven hundred thousand cubic meters of snow from past years. So if anything happens, they also have snow making machines. They haven't tapped into that snow yet. But if anything happens, they'll just open the silos and shovel out that snow. It's so crazy. Well, many- wasn't one of the snowboarders saying that that half pipe that he has to compete on is just a shambles? Yeah, a bunch of the half pipers have been. I'm sure that's what they called. They I'm called sure that's what they hi- called themselves. Hi- yeah. hi- hi- half pipers. I'm a half piper. I'm a half piper. <laughs> I'm a half piper. <laughs> uh, that the that the course is bad. That the snow's bad, and it's too small to do good big, anything on big tricks. Yeah, and, yeah. So they, all the athletes have been complaining, but it's an even playing field, so they all have to yeah. deal with it. And snowboarding everyone. is dumb. So <laughs> oh, I forgot. Bill's here. That's what you get for being part of such a Bill, dumb sport. I forgot. You, have, you forgot to shit on something. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that when it comes to the Winter Olympics. There are dumber sports. Well, you know, are there not? The hilarious one that everyone loves to make fun of is curling, but curling is a really tough one. And curling is a. We have Canadian listeners like Chris Brown who watches. <laughs> Let's try to be sensitive to our Canadian curling. listeners. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I think it's pretty cool. You know, what's the one where you cross country ski and then shoot stuff? Biathlon. Yeah, and that is tough as That's tough shit. as fuck. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. There's Especially this. when you have to do it over concrete in Sochi. <laughs> <laughs> and, and mud. Yeah. Just like and you're shooting the peasants. Grass. Yeah. Right? <laughs> shooting gay people. Like, yeah. Sorry. That's just what they do in Russia. It's has just terrible. A, That's the joke. Has an openly gay athlete won an award yet? Uh, there are a lot of openly gay athletes performing. Would you say performing? No. Competing. 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 Yes. Um, no, no, not yet. Performing. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, competing. I don't think so. There's been it's no... Got, it's bound to happen. Uh, it yeah, will yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be a fascinating moment. That, that sort of, we were talking about it last week, that Jesse Owens moment. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but speaking of open athletes, the, there was this Michael, Michael Sam. Sam. Yeah. He's a linebacker for Missouri. Oh, yes. So he came out yesterday. He and he's was, guaranteed to be he's guaranteed to be taken in the NFL draft at some point. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he, he has his limitations. He's not he's not as tall as as a position player, right? Uh, of his type should be you know that there, there are he's not necessarily a first round obvious. But he was pick, the, but he the, will go and he should. Yeah, go they were the that. number five school in the in the polls. You know the uh, football team BCS polls, and uh, and he was their number one player, like voted by the team. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So for those, he came out yesterday as gay, and his team knew it since last year. And um, should he go to the NFL, he would be the first openly gay active NFL player in was history. They're not a. Was there not a basketball player? Yeah, but he was a not a year ago. But he he had already retired. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So okay. he was not. And that's also the NBA, not the NFL. Well, I know that's. I was that's just the trying National to get my basketball I was association. To get my, and something. N letter letters straight. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, you know, all the athletes have been very receptive to him. Um, of course, there have been the haters who, but there's just random people on Twitter. Just, and no matter what team he he does go to, there it is an issue. It it is a ma- oh, I would selling, say it, is, it yeah. is a matter of concern for it, for for anyone who drafts him be, simply because. Not because of his homosexuality, but because of the media attention, the chance of a media circus, and the guarantee that at least someone in that locker room is going to have beef. Mm. It can be the kind of thing that galvanizes a team. It can be the kind of thing that divides a team. But that, that I, I do think that's something 
a coach in an organization has to sadly has to take into consideration. Well, I think yeah. I, I think, think you show I think you should embrace it and say Fuck exactly it, you know and and that should be a selling point you know that should be a positive thing yeah. you know uh, people in the NFL all unnamed it, people from the front office have been saying things like I don't think football is ready for an openly gay player. <laughs> it uh, this is an, an an assistant coach said that it wasn't a smart move. Um, it, it's not a smart move to be gay, yeah, buddy. Yeah, go back and, and uh, rethink that. One. Well, you do have to consider from a business standpoint if it was a smart well, he, move. He says uh, it yeah. legitimately affects his potential earnings, but exactly. you know what? But that's not what it's about. It's right? not the point. Yeah, yeah. And, the point uh, is it had to start somewhere with someone. Someone, and God, God bless him for it being him. Um, a personnel assistant said, "I it, don't believe in God." It it, it, <laughs> it would chemically imbalance an or NFL lot. It would chemically imbalance an NFL locker room and meeting room. I think that entirely depends on the maturity of everyone else. I don't think it's fair to them to sell them short. I also like the person who commented, if you're worried about a chemical imbalance, then get get your players off fucking steroids. (laughs) Ah, zing. Um, Lou said that an openly Dutch... An openly, openly Dutch, Dutch. <laughs> an openly Dutch gay speed skater won, wow, a, won speed the gold. A speed skater came out as Dutch. Yep, yep. That's that's that bold. Is bold. That We're is, not ready for wow, a Dutch speed skater. Unfortunately, like he that's had trouble really hiding it because the flag was hanging right behind him. Like, is that a Dutch flag? <laughs> Get him! <laughs> um, uh, was there any sort of protest or presentation at uh, the um, awards? According to Lou, he got a ceremony? hug from Putin. Oh. Huh. Yeah, but see, that's an easy thing to do because behind closed doors, he's still persecuting gays, like, and he's allowing gay people to get, mm-hmm. you know, bullied, beat up, killed in his country. That's mm-hmm. it's easy for him to just be like, "Oh, there you go." Yeah, you know? but at least he didn't. I mean, at least he didn't spit on him. It's it's, but it's it's almost more malicious. That would have been because more because allowing, it's, yeah. yeah, it's behind the. Because yeah, you you don't want to start forgiving him. Yeah. Because exactly. if he, he spit on somebody, it. then everybody could hate him and turn against him openly. Right. He hasn't. He hasn't earned forgiveness just by hugging a victorious athlete. That right. Doesn't that doesn't earn forgiveness? Yeah. Um, and doesn't he? Aren't there like shirtless pictures of Putin oh, in all the hotels? Yeah, and everything? He's super he gay. Has like he has like a swimsuit <laughs> calendar or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> and he's you know like, he's, just just come out. Let it let it go. Let it all go. We'll all be fine. Yeah. He sounds insane. But about about Michael Sam, I think it's really important that, or it's notable that he's a defensive player. That Mm -hmm. he's a he's a linebacker. If he were somebody who carried the ball, if he were an offensive player, Ah, he would be dead. He'd be dead. He would like because then becomes a target. That would be a bad call. He becomes and because there is for all us you know open minded people and all the the positive things, there's still a bunch of dumb fucks. Well, it's football. I hate to be stereotypical. Oh no, we we know it. Football. But football doesn't seem to be the most forward thinking. Yeah, I mean, we we sector. saw the bullying <laughs> scandal in Miami mm-hmm. last year. Like, you know, whoever is at fault. Like these people. Everybody are, running the Browns organizations collectively as the brain of one monkey. Mm. And that's some coming from a fan. <laughs> is there any sort of football team that's known for being? Progressive. You know, there's that one guy, that kicker, Chris Cluey. Cluey. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, and he and he got run out of town. Yeah, yeah. yeah I read. And that he wasn't article. even gay. He was just so, he was making pro-gay statements. He was very vocal. Yeah, yeah. So, he was a bit of a. He was very, um, very, very progressive. Vocal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so he got. Uh, he, he, you know, he was a really good punter, and he was cut from the Vikings. Well, because- he was very honest about his ability. Mm-hmm. Like, he was a very, very uh, articulate article where he talked about, you know, like, I'm not the best punter in the world and we don't stay around that long and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other thing. But here's why I do believe that it was on the basis of my 
right. political right. beliefs. But lucky for him, he, he likes to play World of Warcraft, so he can do that for the rest of his life. He's also a very funny writer. Yes, he has very Many funny. talents. And he also came out in support of, um, of Michael Sam. And, and in fact, of course he did. Um, talked to him for a while and explained to him what was to come. What to expect, because he, he was yeah. been on the inside, yeah. Yeah, so. And he still came out, that's, I think that's really, and to come out before the draft. Which is really because he could have come out after he'd been drafted and his position was secure and he had a contract in hand, but to come out before the draft is so much ballsier. Yeah, and his school, whole school they did a, a tribute to him um, where they spelled out his name in like these jizz, jizz. <laughs> yeah, that's his nickname, jizz. I don't know, jizz Sam. I don't know where that you're came from. you're a jerk. <laughs> That was Bill. Wait, Bill? so uh, so he's he's a. It is a comedy podcast. <laughs> that they're, wasn't they're, funny. They're that not wasn't all going to be winners. They're you, not all going to be winners. You are blushing right now. You are. He's bright pink. <laughs> he's bright pink. Radioland. <laughs> okay, Call of Cthulhu update quick. Um. So wait, he's a college player, right? Yeah. Who's waiting to be drafted into the NFL? Exactly. Whoa, that is really brave. Exactly. That it was the really riskiest brave. time in his career across the boards. Like that, that's when, if you get a speeding ticket, your draft, your draft pick plummets you know like wow. this is the riskiest time in any player's career no nothing's guaranteed there's no contracts on the table nothing's been signed and people Ooh. can you can plummet in the draft just because people don't like you or there's a bad article about how you mistreated your mom like you, literally so anything a- you do or say at this point in your career is of is under a microscope and so, to come out is but a team that would like bold. love inte- attention might want him though. the jets <laughs> Anybody who loves football. Well, they did that. have team, Tim Tebow. Exactly. Right? Yeah, there you Specifically go. for the attention. Mark yeah. Sanchez, Tim Tebow. They're, they're, there you go. They're Petition. just drafting stars. They're not well, drafting not athletes. even stars. The celebrities. Celebrities. Yeah. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah, that's exactly the word. Um, so, Emily, I don't know if you know, but our Indiegogo page went live. <gasps> so with I'll have to learn how to use Indiegogo as soon as I learn how to use Within Twitter. 12 hours, we've <laughs> so already... tweet about it. We've already yeah. passed our goal by over 50%. So... <gasps> So we had a $500 goal. This is a goal to raise money for to improve our equipment and improve the listener experience for you guys. And get some real guests. (laughs) No, we're not going to buy guests, but... but we had a five hundred dollar goal. We got to do something, dude. And we're already to seven hundred and eighty-five. We have nine contributors. Thank you guys so much. Oh Te- gosh, guys! Yeah, Thanks. It, was, it was really impressive. Yeah. So if you want to go do a search for Tuesday morning on Indiegogo, and for we ten- should set a new goal. Oh well, because we've surpassed ours. Sure. The goal. Is that how it works? Yeah. I don't think we'll, that's we'll, how come works. we'll come up with. We'll come up with. No, we can internally set a goal and just. You know. Oh, I don't know Indiegogo. I know on Kickstarter, once you pass your goal, you can set a second right. goal. Yeah. yeah. But your first goal is still guaranteed. Yeah. Well, and so are the prizes. So for ten dollars, <laughs> you are imbued with the wave of good feeling that comes from being a, a supporter of Merps. Cheap. So you'll be a no, smurf. That is no, good. no, 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 that is good. no, no, <laughs> Bill. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Bill. Bill, do you not understand how this works? <laughs> Look at we don't. Yeah, care. you say something and I say it's dumb. <laughs> Oh, you mean Indiegogo? No, I have no. never been on the page. No, we look at if you can contribute, that's great. If you can't, that's also that's great. That's incredible. Any, just any contribution you, to any anybody doing just, anything. We're amazed that you there, listen to us. This is art. <laughs> yeah. So um, he said artistic. artistic. No, we you will yeah. get ish. <laughs> For ten dollars, you get an on-air shout-out. We will give you. We, we will say your name on air. Shout outs of because honor. We don't, we don't do that at all. Oh, uh, we need a. We definitely need a. a, a, a the a, convoy. What do you call back. it? Like a um a bumper or a. Yeah, what, yeah. What's what's the technical radio term for like a a, a sound a effect? Sound clip. 
So, uh, yeah, like a clip. Sure. A catchy okay. uh, a stinger. A stinger. We need a stinger. The shout out of honor. <laughs> yeah, we'll do something <laughs> like that. Swelling Greek. It's got to be music majestic. Yeah. yeah. All right. Steal something from Clash of the Titans. Okay. <laughs> the original. So for $25, you become a Merp mega fan. Not only do you get a shout out, but you get signed photos of all of us. Wow. What's bigger than a mega fan? A super fan. Oh. For $45, you can become a super fan. So you get all of that stuff. Shout out, photos, and a t-shirt, which we're, we'll figure out what we the t We have t-shirts? <laughs> we will. We will by the April. It'll just be one of Marty's old t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, did I say it was, it was one of our... Yeah, no, I've got... It'll uh, say, I'm big in Japan. Hey, there it's might, a t-shirt. There what might be uh, dog hair on it. <laughs> <laughs> and for $75, you become a Merp stalker. Oh. I like it. Yes. And you get an entire episode dedicated to you. Does that From mean we just talk about you and stuff you like? Well, we'll that's a good idea. We'll try to get you uh, if you want to be on the air. We'll we'll call you up and and that get, means we'll stalk you in return. Yes, we'll th- we'll throw some softballs at you, and, and then talk about your dirty laundry and coming at you in threes. Yes, and Bill will give a personalized rant on the subject of your choosing, okay. and uh, and then for a hundred and fifty dollars, of which three people have already claimed. Wow. Really, you get all of that stuff, and. If you're in Los Angeles, you get to go have lunch with at least two of us. Nice. If, yeah. Wow. And uh, we'll treat for lunch in... Oh, I was wondering about that. At yeah. the place. <laughs> if we choose the place, we'll treat. If you choose the place, you treat. That's how we do it in Los Angeles. That's how it works. Yes. Don't call us. Talk to my assistant. Um, yeah, set it up with my assistant. Uh, so there's still two more left. You know, I wonder if we can, we can just open that up to whoever wants to... But, but we, if, we, if, we look, if it looks exclusive, then we look like we're busy and very important. Oh, yeah. We are Better. super busy, by the way. We're super busy, very yeah. important people. So <laughs> all these prizes are up there. Please, um, if you can, only if you can afford to, because unlike, unlike me who bought this equipment that I can't afford, um, we would love your support. So uh, I believe, yeah. Um, oh, boy, everybody... Yeah, everyone has been really generous. So thank you guys so Thanks, much. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, that was really impressive. Gosh. And hopefully... Where were you when I was selling Girl Scout cookies? Jeez. Were you a Girl Scout? <laughs> I was a Girl Scout. Still Aww. got the uniform? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Will it fit Bill? <laughs> Zing! <laughs> because... <laughs> oh, I, I had that somewhere. That's um, too late. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta no, be no. timely with this stuff. Really loud. I apologize, guys. I enjoyed it. Uh, so give us the Call of Cthulhu update. All right, kids. Well, we experienced what I've never experienced in all my years of playing Call of Cthulhu. Yes, we did. We came across the strange incident of having an incredibly shitty player join our party. Okay, so this is a role-playing game based on... So you can be bad at this? Lovecraft You can Cthulhu. be terrible at it. Huh. So... How? What makes a good? What are the qualities that make a good player? A good player is you have to be a team player. You have to like uh, most of the people on our team have been trained in improv in some way, and it makes for really great players because you don't try to control anything. Like when you start trying to control the game, that's when it starts to get kind of crummy because it's all about like the team telling a story and being sort of light on your feet and responding really quickly to stuff and. 
you can be a really crummy player if you uh, try to control it or if you can't pick up the vibe of the rest of the table and you, uh, you it's like, it's kind of like acting. Like if you aren't sympathetic or, to what's going on. Right. And or good improv too. Right. right. And if you don't serve the story above your own personal needs, you're probably a shitty player. Right. And so we got in this unfortunate incident where our old, our old, uh, 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 what do they call them in Call of Cthulhu? It's not DM. Oh dear. My, my lack of nerdiness is um, showing. This is really embarrassing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> CM? You don't know what the Call of Cthulhu equivalent of a dungeon master is? It's the, it's like this secret keeper. It's the... Twitter is about to melt down. I know. <laughs> what is it? It's what have you done? It's the master of secrets. The, uh, oh, hurry, Marty, hurry. Um, but anyway. The HP Lovecraft? No. Game master? No, it, it's, it's, he is the game master, but he has a special name that means he's... I have way too much caffeine. You sure it's not HP Lovecraft? Yeah, H.P. Lovecraft wrote the book. Right, which is why you're the author of your adventure He's should... Keeper, secret, keeper of the secrets, keeper of the mysteries. Uh, uh, I hope it's uh, not keeper of the mysteries. That's terrible. I know, it is, it's something bad That's like really that. That's really bad. No, keeper of secrets is not. You're like, ooh. But that can, I don't like keeper of secrets because that sounds like secretary. <laughs> what? No, That's doesn't. where that word comes from, keeping secrets. I didn't know that. Secretary, yeah. Um, so maybe is, is, the, is, the, is he the secretary of adventure? The secretary of isn't he just keeper? He is the keeper, but it's he's the isn't that a goalie in soccer? Keeper, (laughs) yeah. Anyway, so our old one, he has passed the torch to my roommate. Um, He, his girlfriend started playing, which that is to say, she just started playing. They didn't ask the keeper if she could play, which is kind of a big deal because he's the you know person who makes the story and it's his first time, so it's sort of like kind of threw him a curve on his first outing and then threw him a curve in that his girlfriend, well, I love her and she's one of the loveliest people I've ever met. She sucks at Call of Cthulhu. Oh, man, it's a, it's an absolute tankaroo. What does she do? <laughs> she does the opposite of everything I described in a good player. She she kind of puts her Does own she shit on everything you say? Yes, she does. Ooh, I'd be, good at, I'd be good at being I'm bad at Call of Cthulhu. Right now. It's sort of like you say something and then she comes That's back and dumb. tells you it's stupid. Yeah. Wow, that's I I can't identify with that at all. I know. I wonder she, what um, it's like. Can't can't you just turn this mic off? I mean, can't she <laughs> die in the game and then yes. you don't have to deal with it anymore? And it actually got to the point where she was going to do something that would kill us all because this happens frequently in Call of Cthulhu that you come up upon something that will probably kill you if you're not wary. And it got to the point where Dan, who is kind of like our Dan, he's very charismatic and funny and all-around likable, extremely intelligent, quick-witted and uh, the person you want and never shows up when there's a uh, <laughs> monster about to get you. He has a real job. <laughs> yeah, and he also has a real job. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's just like that. keeper of <laughs> arcane lore. Yeah, that could be it. <sighs> All right, yeah. sorry. All right. No, that's I, I good. That's good. The keeper that. of Cal. arcane lore. Um, Cal. Uh, yeah, and he at one point just said, "You know what? Let her die." <laughs> <laughs> And we all sat back and were like, if you want to open the big mystic circle that has yeah. arcane runes on it and is screaming every time you get near the hatch, go ahead, is what we said to her. <laughs> really? Yeah. And we all went up the stairs and we're ready to bolt. And we said, if you start screaming, we're not going to come save you. And she opened it up a little bit and it, it started like this, the sound of a thousand screaming voices of hell came out. And she's like, well, I guess I'll lower it back down. And we're like, yeah, not so much fun facing monsters alone, is it? You son well, of a gun. You didn't just say, 
Keep going. Open wider. <laughs> we were hoping because wider. she's an absolutely lovely person that she would, you know, learn a lesson. But she didn't. She later went on to uh, help one of our key witnesses escape. She tried oh, to smuggle I can't him believe that. I know. She got the key witness. She escape. Had, he was, it, like, encouraged him to escape. And, you know, she always uses this. So for those of you who are gaming, here's a little, here's a quick tip. <laughs> For those of you who are gaming, if you have a person who keeps making the excuse, it's what my character would do, you know you have a problem person on your hands. Because what they'll do is they'll hide behind the excuse, it's what my character would do. But here's the trick that you have to illuminate to them as non-combatively as possible, which is if your character is behaving this way, they're schizophrenic <laughs> and probably not someone... Uh, uh, on the side of the team, which means if you use the excuse, that's what my character could do. That means that everyone else gets to play true to their character as well, which means you will probably either be killed right. or not be invited back. Right. So the thing is, with these well, people, my character thinks your character is a fucking idiot. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my character goes on a murderous rampage, <laughs> which is how all good games resolve. <laughs> Unless someone is dead by the end of confrontations. So are, are you? We will put you in the arena of shame. Was, so was she self aware? I mean, no, no, oh. no, because we tried to talk to her. Because well, so we came home, and my roommate, who's the keeper, was like, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" Because we have it's so hard to find a gaming group that is committed and good and funny and all really likes each other. It's and not too embarrassed to show up. And not too embarrassed to show up. <laughs> Bill is smiling because that's it. That's who he is. <laughs> Feels too he's been, he's you, been invited many you, times. What do you wear to a Call of Cthulhu match? Do you get match? <laughs> <laughs> the cloak of unknowing terror. No one sees me because I am wearing a cloak of invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> You're just naked, Emily. You realize that? <laughs> no, I am invisible. But it's okay because no one can see me. Um... It's really hard to find a good group. Oh, God, it's so hard to find a good group. And we found not only a good group, we found an amazing group. And uh, so to she's throw in this wrench, yeah, and it's really tricky because she it's not like she's just a friend that we could casually not invite back. She's the live-in girlfriend of our old DM. So it would uh, Keeper like, of secrets. Uh, keeper of secrets. Um, All right. So there you go, people. That's your annual Call of Cthulhu <laughs> update. Tune be, in next there year. There shall be more. <laughs> there shall be more. Especially because this is an ongoing saga. And brum, caffeine. <laughs> Bill. An ongoing saga. It's an ongoing saga. Until this is resolved. Until she either shapes up or ships out. As Bill. they say in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I am self-aware enough to realize that it's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Networks. Hey. That was almost synchronized. Yeah. <laughs> that, was almost, that was almost professional. Uh, all right, let's um, let's get to. Oh, do you have any uh, comic book updates, by the way? What, Ooh, why did you? Both just... Emily and I took a took a what inhale. Um, I have something to recommend Go ahead To fans of comic books And maybe this is an older book that people already know But I just plowed through the Tencent Plague Which is a mm. great historical recount of the rise the, the invention of the comic book The rise of its popularity And its 
uh, destruction, the destruction of the industry in the fifties by uh, parent teacher groups, um, the local government, national government, the um, code, Senate inquiries, the code. Yeah. The whole, the whole nine yards. And it's, it's dense and there's a ton of, uh, first-hand accounts and interviews this and quotes like from the newspaper and oh, it is. Oh, okay. um, it's comic book related though. Okay, uh, but code, I blew through it. The code doesn't exist anymore, does it? I don't know. I they don't know. Do. But this is a different code than the one that we would have known oh, in okay. the seventies. This was a code. Uh, they basically tried to do what Hollywood did with the Hayes Code and the FCC did in radio, which is to avoid being completely censored. They set up an internal right, self right. self policing code. But the guys who ran it were so. Um, conservative, so conservative that they it, it, they had th- their regulations were a lot more stringent than the FCC or the Hayes Code, and they enforced them to the letter. Right. So the industry the industry died, and they, that book concludes with a list of over eight hundred artists and writers who never again worked in comic books Ugh. after the after the fifty after the purge Ugh. in the fifties. And it's it's heartbreaking stuff, and it's really dense. But I read it in a, in a couple days. It's fantastic. I highly recommend the Ten Cent Plague. That sounds great. Yeah, nowadays I believe it. They only have a little warning in the corner that says mat- like a parental mature. advisory equivalent. Yeah, yeah, but it's there's no like rating system. It's not like this one's a this one's for thirteen and this one's for seventeen. It's like this just has. Disturbing right. stuff in it, so just be careful. There's a chance you might be offended. So, and nowadays Fuck you off. can get almost anything through to comic books. I was blessed enough to have a conversation with uh, Warren Ellis, and I said to him, mm. "Is there anything that you've had vetoed or, or uh, told by an editor that you can't have in a book?" And he said, "With the exception of an erect penis, <laughs> anything can go." And since that conversation, which was about four years ago or something, I've seen been I a have bunch seen, of hard dicks, <laughs> just hard cocks everywhere. <laughs> Um, Not just in comic books, in my private life as well. <laughs> yeah, because I talked to Warren Ellis. No, it doesn't get you anything, ladies. It doesn't get you anything. Um, so I really appreciate, and I was really drawn to comics because of the lack of censorship. Uh, not because it's like you want to see something filthy and dirty, which you can in comic books mm-hmm. very easily, but because it attracted writers who generally thought differently you and they know? were free they were free to be as creative and risk-taking and and epic mm-hmm. in scope as but it was also it's the it's the it's it's just sort of i feel with my with my exposure to everything it's the medium that you can sort of push the furthest because of the lack of of censorship so it doesn't just mean that you can be as violent or as sexy as you want it's you can be as creative and outlandish and you can have the time that you need to tell Mm -hmm. a complicated story if that's what you need and because it's you know not like film where you have such monetary restrictions you can go in your imagination so much further because it's just a matter of can your artist Mm -hmm. draw it and uh and i just i just think it's the best medium out there and you know it's (laughs) even even way back in the 40s it was also very egalitarian and democratic. There were th- this book details the the amount of women who were writing stories, amount mm. of women who were drawing mm. comic books. Um, one of the most revered artists in the medium at the time was a black guy. Mm. He wasn't getting paid the same as the white guy. It was the forties. Right. I'm not forgiving that, but um, uh, a lot of Asian Asian guys working. Of course, the entire industry was almost built by Jewish men. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, a lot of outliers and 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 outsiders who mm-hmm. were on the inside of this freedom of creativity and it, that yeah. that's what makes it even more painful that their livelihoods got silenced in the 50s cuz these were people who you know traditionally wouldn't be able to make 
uh, a good living in the arts or in, in, say, in a nationally successful does it medium. say does it talk about how that is now because i've kind of no heard, it ends yeah. when it ends when it ends with the purge in the 50s i've heard i i was also blessed to have a conversation with colleen duran who is a um uh she's an illustrator and she's an author as well like she writes a lot of her own books and i I write and I had a conversation with her about, you know, getting into the, into the comic book industry and being an author and all this stuff. And she said that being in the comic book industry is actually one of the hardest for women. Because, really? Yeah. Because it's very male. It's a very male driven medium. If you Didn't think about it, uh, it's, it's, um, it's pretty, I think it's changing now in the past five or 10 years, I want to say, because I talked to her about, oh God, it has been about 10 years ago <laughs> that I talked to her. But it was, you know, there's a period where it was very, it was just nerdy young boys and that was the, mm-hmm. that was the audience. So all of the females superheroes with big titties. Yeah, all the females had to be in very scantily, scantily clothed and they had to have enormous yeah, they do. tits and long legs, you yeah. know? Yeah. And mm, yeah. so it was really difficult for a woman mm-hmm. who wanted to tell stories about yeah. women. <laughs> Hey, 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 eyes up here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, and there weren't very many women and a lot of the women who were in it. You know, I I think a lot of the men who got into comic books were men who didn't do well with women. Yeah, absolutely. Written for men who didn't do well with women. That's that's why most men get into filmmaking and fiction. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to have, you know, when they're working with a woman they don't really know how to act with them and they sort of treat them like, you know, beta males who can't get a woman. And they, my friends and I drew comic, wrote and drew comic books in high school. And it was very literally, I mean, I was a fan because it's a, it's a, it's a fantasy escape Mm -hmm. uh, and you can, you can be, put yourself in shoes. You can't be in real life. But for us, it was very literal. We had a superhero team that were teenagers that were based loosely on ourselves and, you know, we had power, which we didn't have in our lives because we were unpopular and bullied. Mm-hmm. We had, well, actually, I didn't even have a girlfriend in the f- comic book, but a couple <laughs> of us had girlfriends, which, you know, was unlikely to happen in real life. Um, and it was very, it felt great to escape into this world where it's like, there's a drawing of me flying and mm-hmm. people like me. And Yeah. I'm and, saving the day. Yeah. And I'm on a team with a girl with big tits and long legs. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't draw super titty women. There's I don't a, think. There's an LA uh, comic book. Uh, I guess writer and artist named Noelle Stevenson, and she mm-hmm. she published uh, yesterday a very interesting thing about what it's like to be a, a woman in a comic book store, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically just like you know, just being mistreated, being looked down on, being really, you know, yeah. I've always experienced being a woman in a comic book store. There's Everybody's, a girl, yeah, there. Everybody, yeah. Everybody, go talk to her. Put spray on some cologne. And yeah, try to. Try anybody to have any gum? Does anybody have any gum? Guys, yeah. somebody's got to have some gum. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she wrote a uh, very, you know, uh, a pretty insightful. Just it's her own personal experience of just being like, just having uh, these these predispo- predispositions, you know, like, oh, you, you want that comic book, you know, she mm-hmm. wanted, uh, she wanted like Lobo and like, oh, you know, you, you're into the macho stuff. And she was doing it because a friend of hers wrote it, you know. Uh-huh. And, and she just basically concluded that I'm not going to comic book stores again. I'll just buy it. Really? Yeah. That's bizarre. Oh, I wish I could talk to her because... She's like going my, to the wrong comic yeah, book store. Yeah, she is. She's going to the wrong it, comic book store. It, 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 I can see, I can imagine that dynamic is out there because... You get a nerdy, pimply guy who's got a job yeah. where he's actually in a position of power, and it's the only position of power he'll ever experience in his life. Mm-hmm. And a woman comes in, and it's his chance to swing his dick around and be like, "Oh well, I know stuff you don't know." Yeah, uh, you and do yeah, get. You're men- in my world now, and, and that is, I think, 
all subcultures have those people. You know, mm-hmm, the, I'm mm-hmm. sure there are Call of Cthulhu people who are like that too. Okay. You know, I mean, every subculture has. I think that's that's why, a sub subculture. But that's why people love subcultures is because then they get to be the big dick and right. you know, mm-hmm. or to swing their big dick, and especially men. You know, right. Uh, and I find that does she name does she name the comic book store she went no, to? No, she, oh, did she not. should. She should call yeah. him out. Yeah, I mean because there's so many good comic book stores uh, that have, actually have a sense of community. Yeah. Meltdown and Blast Off; those are two that I can yeah, strongly awesome. recommend. Um, Meltdown is huge, so they can be you can get a little bit lost uh, in them. But but there's a there's a guy named Judd at Blast Off who's one of the most upstanding comic book owners I've ever come across. He's just a really wonderful guy. Um, but there's there. I mean, you will get. I have had guys test me, like to right. really be like, "Can you? Can you hang? Can you hang? I'm going to throw out some names. I'm going to throw out some superheroes. Can you? You know, can you keep up with us?" And that really pisses me off because it's, it's like the, it's, if, it, if I was it, a dude, you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be like. I don't need to prove myself to you. You right. know, I don't. I, you know, I, p- shut up. But do you uh, want a girl here or not? But yeah, exactly. You'd rather, rather it be have, all dudes. I'd right. rather have them only exist in my comic book where they never say no. Right, right, exactly. Right, but I. It's really rare that I've had anyone actually be a dick to me. Mm. Really rare. I've never had anybody comment on um, like what I bought on whether it was macho or girly or anything like that. In fact, I come across a whole lot of. Uh, Female clerks working at comic book stores. I have too. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been to too many comic shops recently, but the last time I was looking for some Ed Brubaker stuff, um, just some crime noir. I was super into noir and wanting to get back into comics, mm-hmm. and um, that's like the perfect cross. Oh, Secret there. Headquarters is another really great one in Los Angeles. And uh, I went to one in the Valley, and it was a, a very pretty girl, actually. Um, which you don't expect at a comic shop. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was, she totally had it together. And when I was asking about some, some general, cause I, I didn't, I wasn't coming in for anything too specific. I had just heard about Brubaker mm-hmm. and wanted to know more. And she really knew her stuff. She, she was kind to me and, and I was like, I would That's totally. That's very rare that a girl is kind, kind to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was like, I got all sweaty. <laughs> Oh, there we there we are. Oh, but to answer your question, this is another one that's been out for a while. I think it's been it has at least three trade paperbacks, so it's been out for at least probably around thirty issues. But Lock and Key, it's written by Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. Yes, that's um, why I was like, why is that so familiar? Oh, yes, because yeah. I have been reading it. <laughs> it's very good. Do yeah. you enjoy? I read it? the first. Uh, I read the a collection of maybe what the first four or five. Um, yeah, this trade, is the one in the, the, the trade paperback. Right. This is the one where they. Uh, this is the one where they. But I think it's hardcover. Anyway, it's not important. This is the one where they. Um, there's the mansion. Yes. And the, the there's, there's the ghost in the well. There's a ghost in the well. Thing yep. and the kid turns mm-hmm. into the. He can become he, a ghost. Become a ghost. And, yeah. Key. No, it's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I really like it. It's right. very uh, tight story. It's color. funny how similar his archetypes are to Stephen King's. By funny, you mean. Obvious, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and it sort of falls apart at the end. It hasn't. I haven't gotten to the end yet. And yeah, no. um, and it's a giant spider in the sewer. Oh, but the, so mad. Don't, don't get like, me started on. I don't it. like the art. I, I don't know who the art artist is because I never look at artists. I'm sorry, I only look at writers. But I don't care for the art very much. Really? Yeah, but the story is very good. No, the story is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what time it is. We're gonna dip it in the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Turn it up. Yeah, I can't hear it. Too soft. I need to walk out. There it is. Mail sack. Mail sack. Yeah, that was great. That was great. 
Um, the mail sack is just disappointingly light today. Guys, come on. Yeah, but Are you, you know too what? busy giving us your money and not your we'll mail sack? We'll take the money for now. Not your, not your inner statements. thoughts. Yeah, we, the first one is a mail statement. It's from Drew Gibson. He says, hello, Murps. I don't know what the, how the Winter Olympics are being promoted in the States, but here in, in the UK, Channel 4 um, was running the following video in front of all their programs last Friday. Makes me feel proud. Keep up the good work. Uh, I'm just going to, I don't know what this is. I'm going to play it and we'll see what it is. Uh, it's a guy standing in front of an audience. And then people are standing up. Fabulous, be free. Oh, it's a big movie. <laughs> this is awesome. It's a very large, hairy uh, Russian man singing about Gay Mountain. Yeah. In front of a rainbow. In front of a rainbow with rockets. What do they call them? Rockets, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Male rockets? They're female. Yeah, that was, a, that was a lost opportunity there. All right, that's funny. People should look that up. Channel 4. Channel 4 is... And where is this? In the UK. God bless. Yeah. It's... And it's... A, yes, it's a bear. It's a Russian bear. Oh, <laughs> Thank you for that, Drew. Oh, God. Why am I not living in the UK? Oh, because it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. But you lived in Colorado. Yeah, but Colorado had seasons, whereas I think it's sort of a perpetual rainy, gray. foggy gray in the UK. Um, yeah, it's a little... It's a little and dark. the only other email is from our pal Lou. And who lives in New Jersey? Lou. She was just wondering if we've been to dumb Starbucks yet. If so, is I've it any good? I hear it's a stunt this. by some comedian. Keep up the great work. Lou. Lou, thank you for that. Yeah, this is actually, um, it's a thing done by, uh, there's a TV show on, on uh, Comedy Central called Nathan For You. You guys should all watch it. It's a hilarious. Nathan For You. Yeah. Okay. And basically, he's a, a Canadian who came up with this uh uh, the show where it's he comes up with just ridiculous ideas to help businesses. Mm-hmm. So uh, for one, he had uh, like it was like you could spend like you know get free gas, but to get to get paid for the free gas, you had to climb a mountain and spend the night there. And, to get, and so, I mean, and so a bunch of people did it. Like eight people, like they are, they went up there. Some of them stayed, some of them didn't. And like four of them stayed and they spent the night up on this mountain with Nathan for you so that they could turn in their receipt to get their money back or uh, something crazy like that. Oh my God, that's fun. Yeah. And so he, and they're very, very funny. He, did, he had a thing where um, he had to escape out of handcuffs uh, or else, uh, before a robot pulled his his underwear down, it was in front of a but in front of a bunch of kids. So, so all these kids are watching him, and, and it was really good. and there was a cop there too who would arrest him for, for public indecency. Yes. It's pretty hilarious, and so uh, yeah, so he he's just testing the parody laws, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess so. I mean, it's with dumb it's, Starbucks. It looks except for those of you who don't know. I mean, it's a pretty national story at this point. But it's he basically made a, it opened a Starbucks that looks exactly like Starbucks, but, but it just, just says put the word dumb. dumb. I mean, I'd like to think on some level I deserve a little credit for this. 
Because I call everything dumb. dumb. I feel like he's That's, probably listened to this. Dumb. And was inspired. Was inspired by, by you and your criticism my, of everything. By my need to call everything dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, you literally you order like a dumb venti, a dumb whatever the other ones are. Right. <laughs> dumb jazz standards. Yeah. Dumb Nora Jones duets. Uh, and it's it's in Los Feliz. It's like you know five miles. And it's away a two hour there. wait for, and it's free. They're not selling it. They're giving it away. But oh it's, yeah, it's a two hour wait for a cup of coffee. That's awesome. How long is it open? I don't know. Probably for, until Starbucks legal team gets uh, gets, <laughs> gets a hold of, of their throat, or, or they get enough footage for the show. Right. right. You know? uh, it's a really funny show. They, I'm glad it got renewed for a second season. Uh, it, but you should definitely watch the clips. They're and he has this very deadpan, very serious way of delivering stuff. <laughs> you know, and he's he's great. Um, oh yeah, UK. The UK is in under a lot of water right now. There there was oh. flooding. The Thames flooded i think really they um, should share it with us who are yeah, in the midst we of yeah jadelyn is in the uk and she she wanted to remind us of that i drove up to san francisco this weekend and to get there from here you go through a lot of orchard country and uh there's enormous all the farmers have these enormous signs up about the drought and like you've got to save water and everybody's in on everybody's got to pull their weight by not pulling water and yeah then there was like weird signs about how like the water scarcity is the fault of the politician but it was like all these enormous signs all the way up the all the way up the drive <laughs> yeah uh, because the up the co- uh, up the if you go on the five, it goes right through the the heartland of the San Joaquin Valley, that's which what is I took, yeah. yeah, which is the you know the breadbasket. That's where like a quarter of the nation's vegetables are grown, and citrus, and citrus, and lots of citrus, and uh, and they pull the most of their water out from wells, mm. and there's a huge, or they get it diverted from uh, the the American River, the Russian River, um, or the Sacramento River, whatever the Delta, <laughs> and so they rely on that water they use you know 75 percent of the water in california and but they're being denied water because there isn't water so Mm. uh and they they i understand their livelihood depends on having water yeah and but there's they're drying up wells i mean they just need to come up with better practices it's just going to be really expensive and really hard for them so it's it's a critical time it's we're fucked basically we're not fucked it's just things are grim at the moment yeah yeah, I mean, LA should be fine. We have pretty good. Uh, we've been practicing pretty good. Uh, I don't leave the water running nearly as long when I brush my teeth as I used to. <laughs> Damn true. you, Bill! It's true. <laughs> don't leave it running at all. Well, I need to get my toothbrush wet. Yeah, but that doesn't. That's just. And then I need to clean the gunk out of my sink. All right, that's what I do. Uh, that one. Cr- I get dry brush my teeth for God's sake. <laughs> oh. I am human. But we, we said leave it running. I don't leave it running. For, leave it running implies. All that. right. I'm trying. No, no, it's good. It's good. Peter W. Like because I grew up in in California in the 70s, we had. A huge trout. And yeah, that's it. Because I grew up on a Great Lake, so right water shortage was never an issue. And there were all these uh, these PSAs, like uh, Dick Van Dyke did these PSAs of like, don't leave the water running when you're sh- when you're you doing him an embarrassing accent. No, no, he he was great though. He but he, so we practiced like you know you turn off the the water while you're soaping and 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 uh, wow wow I never thought of that yeah you can totally do that yeah. yeah I have a little valve on my shower that I do that anyhow this is that's not this is a comedy podcast <laughs> <laughs> not a PSA um, we just got an uh, a, an email in from Peter W G our good friend Peter Peter W G 
Ooh, now he has a theme song. Now he has a theme song. <laughs> don't don't be giving away theme songs like oh, wait, that. That is an Indiegogo uh, <laughs> exclusive. Yeah, come on. It's a premium. Uh, this morning, that was a freebie, Peter. Since there have been a lot of mail statements lately, I figure I would thro- try to throw out some softballs. Oh, but to answer your question, Lou, we haven't been to to the um, no, dumb Starbucks, but I do want to go. It's it's so close. I should just see it. Um, so Peter uh, has some uh, softballs for us. What, Coming at you with threes. What did you want to be you when you grew these. up, when you were a kid? Um, that's his first one. Mm-hmm. Paleontologist. Really? Yeah. That's plants, I was right? Ob- no, it's dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, right. Yeah. I was obsessed with dinosaurs, dinosaur toys, dinosaur books, drawing dinosaurs, Godzilla movies, um, anything with Ray Harryhausen because it had dinosaurs in it, uh, King Kong. That's cool. And also, I knew that that was a word that I could say that most people didn't think I could say. Mm. So I liked answering paleontologist. Oh, very good. And I did take a archaeology 101 class at is Brown. Is that necessarily dinosaurs or is it anything It can be a, a, anything, anything prehistoric. Yeah. I think it's anything prehistoric, but my focus obviously would have been dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite dinosaur? Um Triceratops. Those are cool. Pretty cool. That's pretty bad. That is three giant spears, two giant spears over your head and, and one on your one nose, nose yeah. and a big shell so that you, big your plate. back and neck were protected from attack from above. Is it true that there is no such thing as a brontosaurus? Uh, I think they or was it Diplodocus or Diplodocus? Yeah, they there is a different name for it now. I don't. It's know. It's like an Allosaurus. Or something. Yeah, Allosaurus. Yeah, I thought Allosaurus was more akin to a Tyrannosaurus Rex. No, no, you. I think you're. Oh, now I. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! Seventh grade self is beating her head against the yeah. school desk right and, now. And five year old <laughs> and third grade Bill is really pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like. Well, the, yeah, the, all that stuff has come out recently, though. That no, the whole Brontosaurus thing, that's been like... No, there is a Brontosaurus, and it's on planet Pluto. Um, <laughs> oh, no. And a tomato is don't a vegetable. Don't mess with my <laughs> childhood. Logan and Darren... Technically speaking, sir, tomatoes are fags. Uh, he means fruits. Ah, <laughs> fruits. <laughs> Anybody? Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? No, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> I only saw the sequel with George Clooney. <clears throat> uh. Um, um, that's a good softball, though. Is what's your favorite dinosaur? No, but that wasn't Peter's. I know, but we have we've it's <laughs> but we have evolved better like dinosaurs. <laughs> I like the ones with the little hands, just because it's fun to walk around with little hands and be like, <laughs> I'm mean. Um, oh, Jenny was liking Jenny Marie was liking the water usage talk. Uh, Logan and, and Darren just tweeted really? in that the uh, the health department closed dumb Starbucks. Because they didn't oh. have proper permits. Oh, uh, shocker! That's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> uh, what, dumb what, what health did you department. Be when you were, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a member of the dumb health department and come reopen it. I wanted to be an actor. I don't think this is something you choose. Well, oh, no, it is something you choose to do. If, I if chose it's to not do a child. Really? It, it wasn't a childhood me. passion. I didn't want to be no. an actor. As a, I didn't want to be an actor when I moved out to L.A. You still don't want to be an actor. No, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be an actor or a novelist. I so wanted to be. I wanted to play a novelist. Um, I wanted to be a garbage man when I was like, go on. When I was like four or five, because but I was that's so attainable. Why haven't you gone yeah. for it? Well, because uh, it's the union, <laughs> 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 fucking racists. Uh, they, because uh, you know, when I was young, I I just I was alone in the house, and I would see the garbage man coming, and I would wait for them and wave to them, and you know, they just seemed like and they so, got to ride on the back. They got the to ride on the, the back in the cool. truck, yeah. They and they, seemed, they were day. so nice to kids, and they had a cool uniform, yeah. So that's why, yeah. That's cool. I mean, they were the only adults I had contact with on a regular <laughs> basis besides my parents. So yeah, well, you definitely don't want to grow up to be them. 
Still yeah. time, Marty. Still I think, time. I Follow so. your dream. I just feel like, I don't know. That don't ship know my, has sailed? Yeah, I don't know if my back could handle that. <laughs> oh, I guess they don't, you don't even have to... It's different now. They have these machines that carry it. It's not... You don't get the... Down in the dirt. Yeah. The, the and dirty. they don't have the metal, like, Oscar the Grouch cans that you got to... Yeah. one handling. You got to get the hand under the bottom. And yeah. Really dump. Mm. Um, not like the good old days. <laughs> but... Uh, Everything sucks now, guys. <laughs> no, I... Actually, I still... There's a... Every Tuesday, I wave to the garbage man because I'm out running at the same time as he as he's doing his rounds. Oh, funny. So we know each other, but you know, he, do you I'm, tip him at Christmas? No, because I don't. He never gets out of his truck, so I don't know how to do that. But I mean, I guess I could be there, but also I, I um, I don't know what to give him. Um, I, I put an envelope with his name in it in the garbage and make him sift through it. <laughs> it's there. Trust me. It's I threw it away by accident. Uh, I should, though, but I'm too poor right now. Uh, we just got a tweet in from Peter WG, to, uh, who said that... Who said, get on to the next softball, you rambling fox. No, the Brontosaurus... <laughs> he sent us a link on NPR that the Brontosaurus never existed. There's no such uh, thing. It existed for me. Uh, existed never existed. In my heart. So you can go on NPR if you want to look that up. Um, or go on Peter WG's Twitter stream. Uh, the next question was, what would be your last meal? I think we've done that before. Oh, I watched The Green Mile last night, so that's, uh, that's a pertinent question. Yeah, what was his last meal? Oh, I can't remember. Okra, something with okra. No, what was Michael Clark Duncan, Duncan's actually, actual Aww. last meal? <laughs> oh, too soon. soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but something's making noise. That's the thing that... I don't hear anything. That might be me. It's not coming in my headphones. All right. My cans. Um... But uh, what would your last meal be? I really like a good pot roast. A good pot roast, really high quality beef. Mm. Yeah. Thinking about pot roast, it doesn't need to be high quality beef to be a good pot roast. No, 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 no. But a good pot roast. But if it's your last meal, yeah. for God's sake, come on, let her have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but that's the glory of a good pot roast is you can uh, you can eat on the cheap mm. if you cook it right. Um, uh, that's interesting. Pot roast. I love. I've been over a steak. Meat kick. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mine would definitely be red meat. My first instinct was the actual prime rib dinner from Nighttown in Cleveland, just because it has so many memories of my family associated with it, and it's just that the taste so instantly reminds me. I, I had it recently in November, and I hadn't had it since I was much younger. And it just the second I put the meat, like the second the plate was sat in front of me, it looked exactly like it did when I was a kid. And we used to eat there mm, not once a week, dishes. but frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then when I started, it would definitely be red meat. And as I was expanding on that thought, um, have you been to Sticky Rice at the Grand Central Market? Mm-mm. No. Uh, it's a Thai, Thai street food stand that opened. And uh, they do a crying tiger, which is a you get the meat nice and red. It's a hot chili um, sauce that goes with it and a big lump of Sticky Rice, which I had never had until eating at Sticky Rice. I was like, I I'm love, in. I love Sticky Rice. Um, I, I just have to go back to a very funny uh, tweet that Allison... Um, Jones in South Dakota said, uh, she said, my kid wanted to be a garbage man at one point too, until he realized they don't just work one day a week. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. And then Lou made uh, brownies or she, she bakes for her trash men. Oh, nice. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah, that's really nice. God, I like that a lot. Yeah, I should do that. I mean, oh, my oven's broke. I should learn how to bake. Um, but uh, <laughs> I would go to, there are a bunch of like, like sort of awesome 
restaurants that are pretty reasonable around town, and I would get like a pizza from one place and a beef roll from uh, another place and a banh mi from another place. Team. Yeah, and just eat like a pig mm. and then let them take me. Um, yeah, maybe cyanide. Maybe if I was going to get the chair, maybe I would ask that my last field be cyanide. <laughs> On my terms, fuckers! Yeah. Way to buck the system. I don't want to go to the chair. That's terrible. They don't do that anywhere, do they still? What? Sure they do. The, the electric chair? chair? No, they don't do that. Sure they do. It's in no, no, no. Yeah, sure they do. They don't. I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. In someone's no. basement? I bet they do. <laughs> they, no, it's lethal injection is the, the preferred the method, go. but the problem is the, there's, the drugs that they use mm-hmm. are... Um, really expensive. No, they won't. There's a, a shortage of them. <gasps> and because also... Which would make them expensive? Because one of the... Because they're made out of California water? No, one of the companies that, that makes it is, is like uh, Swiss, and they don't... They won't sell it to uh, prisons that will because do that. of moral objection. Yes, because oh. of moral capital yeah, punishment. It, so, what, who are they selling it to? Yeah, <laughs> it's used as a uh, an animal tranquilizer, I believe. Mm. Uh, it's a barbiturate. Barbiturate. What was it? Was it when when Steve was telling us all how to kill ourselves? Was it uh, helium? Yeah, helium. helium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should use the helium. I mean, that's cheap. Yeah. So, just recently, I got to look this up, but helium is cheap, and it's supposedly a good way to go. I would do that. Yep, um, it's decided, guys. Yeah. Another softball. How would you prefer to die if, <laughs> <Right>. if <laughs> given the death penalty? Consensus is helium. helium. <laughs> the consensus is helium. <laughs> so, the in Ohio, they they substituted because of the drug shortage. They used a different drug. And that they thought Sochi would, drinking water. <laughs> yeah, no, they, West fact, Virginia <laughs> drinking water. Um, is it a? Is it Marty's curiously strong coffee? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was just just wouldn't stop talking. He just kept going and going, going, going. Uh, and yeah, so there's uh, the European pharmaceutical companies. They last year they stopped selling the three drug mix um, because of ethical reasons. Mm. And so um, Ohio tried a different combo, and it took this inmate 26 minutes to die and he was just uh, gasping and snorting and uh and basically it was awful a, a, yeah i mean at the end of the day I, when you're i believe after that five minutes you get a big guy in to snap his neck can we just agree on that? they're all carrying guns yeah. firing line it for god's sake i mean with the, that's the that other can thing. go wrong there's too, there's been a, a call to to have firing squads back in you know in I just also like to point yeah, out. Let's keep moving backwards, guys. I don't let's agree. I don't agree backwards. with. Uh, I don't capital agree punishment. with capital punishment. No, I don't either. But, but I don't understand why it's such a so hard. Because I mean, I, was, I almost made from a lowercase punishment joke. Oh, oh I'm, I'm glad so you did. glad you did. I know. But, <laughs> me too. I, I feel like I, <laughs> let's all take a moment. And, I feel uh, like I, I to keep it thematically linked. I feel like I just dodged a bullet. I think everybody did, but uh, that you brought attention to it means that we all kind of we didn't took, we, we didn't, all took one that, in the shoulder. Yeah, we got winged. Uh, I am um, having just gone through euthanasia with a dog. It was a quick and painless process. I don't know why they couldn't do that with humans, but uh, isn't that what lethal injection is supposed to be? Yeah, it is supposed to be. I mean, it was it. It's it's a horrible thing to go through, but um, cause, you, yeah, I I I would think because they. You can you can be there for the for the mm-hmm. death. I would think the family of the Victim. convict who, who was who was killed uh, would be in a position to sue. Um, 
Ooh. Yeah, I, th- I would think. Yeah, that it is cruel. And I mean, unusual. I'm not a big fan of how litigious a society we become. But, but there's a reason God's for sake. there is a reason for uh, litigation. You know? Yeah, I mean, and it it should be a way a, a mechanism where you get some you know justice. justice. I think if the if the blade is justice. really really sharp, I think the guillotine did quite well, did it not? Mm, it's pretty effective. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, there's you would think that in this day and age, a little hard should, to watch, but yeah, yeah, fucking awful. Um. But we shouldn't be killing people. I don't think it's just so. But the basket weavers stop selling their baskets, too. So, here's a question. This uh, upcoming Friday... <laughs> I appreciated that, Bill. <laughs> Thank you. This Friday is Valentine's Day. What are your plans? Ooh. Oh, Bill can't say because he's still not talking about it on Are you not talking about uh, it? Look, I, am, I, will be spending, I will be spending Valentine's... Uh, she works, which is great. Guys, date a woman that works. It's so much better. <laughs> Um, <laughs> most adults, except for me, work. <laughs> so it's it's not unreasonable. That's why I, people don't date me. Uh, she works, which is great. And uh, after work Friday, we are getting together. It's it's a little, it's a little. We have some specific things planned, and then sort of a, and then we'll see what happens and who wants to get together, kind of thing. It's it. She's not like in a any sort of the traditional hallmark aspects of Valentine's, which which I'm not either. So. Oh. Uh, it would be nice to just spend time together. Oh, that's nice. Well, it's nice to get a little uh, insight because people people want to know what's going on in your life. They don't listen to this for information. <laughs> they don't they, listen to this for Call of Cthulhu, Bill. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, I don't know that that's true. Call of Cthulhu, <laughs> Valentine's Day edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a beating heart that is floating in front of you. It is throbbing <laughs> with love. <laughs> what do you do? Shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent um, choice. <laughs> so, do, so are you going to take her out? Um, hmm. Oh, you don't have a plan. You don't yeah, have a it, plan. the plan's a little vague. We haven't talked about specifically what we're going to do for Aren't dinner. Aren't you supposed or anything to surprise like her? Probably. Right. I hadn't really thought about that. Uh, are you a roses person? Do you do you respond to roses? Um, no. I hate to be so unromantic. Well, I do. Well, that's a lie. I I don't like. I had a fella friend send me flowers. A fellow. A fella. A fella what are send we, me in like flowers. 1920s? <laughs> yeah. I had a gentleman call a, um, <laughs> send me flowers across several states, and it was a surprise. And it was really nice just to know that. When was this? This was. Uh, 1997. <laughs> <laughs> this was last year. Um, and it was so nice because he didn't. There's no reason he should have been thinking of me. It was uh. nothing special. I hadn't talked to him in a while. So to have the flowers was very like surprising. <gasps> Wonderful feeling. Um, because he was thinking of me. So that was why it was special. But on Valentine's Day, I don't think I would... I mean, it would be a very nice gesture, of course, and I'd be grateful. But like, if I had... You know what I think would be really nice on Valentine's Day would be if he like you know fixed that rattle sound in my car. You know? <laughs> It is really annoying. Or finally, or fix the the seal on my fridge. But like some, I don't know. I really feel like when someone does chores for you, it's a very, very nice thing. Like uh, just a little something that says, "I'll fix this for you." I really like that from a man. Well, uh, I th- cleaned her house the other day. Just see, that's big. That would be so nice. She had something nice. to do, and I had time. I'd prefer that Jesus. to flowers. I didn't clean the whole house, yeah. and it's a really small house. But yeah. Yeah. All right, oh. I cleaned your kitchen counters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I wiped up. I wiped up the coffee. And the coffee table. I, I cleaned the coffee table too. Jeff in Ohio said that the family of that that uh, mur- the murdered inmate was uh, they're trying to sue. So mm-hmm. there's oh a God. big journal about it in the Beacon Journal. Uh, a, a big story about it. The Akron Beacon Journal. Uh, yes, I guess so. That's where Jeff is from. Huh. 
Um, That's where Mark Mothersbaugh is from. Oh, bringing it all around. Mm. Um, mm. I oh, the advice of Dan Savage on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. is fuck first. So that that's the advice Why? I will because if you it, he's speaking in terms of dinner, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you go out for dinner and you have the big, you know, steak and you've got the the oh, you know, the hot <laughs> the molten lava cake and you end up all like in a half a bottle of wine and you end up all logy and, and just want to sleep. You just want to sleep. Mm-hmm. So he's like fuck first and then you get to celebrate with a big steak and then mm. you go home and then you don't have you don't feel obliged to do something romantic. Uh, in the bedroom because you've already done it. Hmm. So that's Smart. that's his advice. I will not be doing that. Well, this I'm, I'm meeting her day. at the office, so that, that could be. There you go. Oh, there she's you got a, go. She's a pretty isolated office. I'll <laughs> I'll check in with you guys next week. Yeah. All right, we will get the update next week. Um, well, Marty, what are you doing? Well, I will be going to an anti Valentine's Day party, <laughs> and you're not invited, Bill. No couples. No couples. No, it, it it's I've never had a good Valentine's Day uh, ever. Um, but were you broken up with on a Valentine's Day? Um, no, I remember. I remember. Like it's crazy. I've broken up before Valentine's Day because it's like, well, it's not going anywhere, and I don't want to have to. Right. You know, I don't want to be out eighty bucks <laughs> meal and flowers for someone I know I'm not going to be. Yeah, <laughs> let's get this over with now. Uh, so, but luckily it's my sister's birthday on every every Valentine's Day. <laughs> so it's always an excuse to to not have to worry about that stuff. So I have my my entire family's coming down. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean I've sort of given up on dating for a bit. Like the last person I went out with, uh, it was um. There's a, a friend of a friend who's super cool. She plays guitar and she, you know, she's in a band or she's been in bands. I mean, she's just like super cute, cool. I like her. And she lives a block away. Mm. And then big so, tits and long legs. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, comic book fantasy come to life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's completely made up. No, she lives like a, <laughs> no, she lives and a, I drew her a block away. And then like she mentioned that I was her at a party and she was, was talking about her. Uh, how her boyfriend was moving out. So I was like, oh, this is great. And so I... like For me. <laughs> for me. This is great for me. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Great for me. Mm-hmm. And then, so we went to go see a movie and I go to pick her up and she's like, oh, you have to check out my house. And I noticed that like, her car wasn't... There's another car in the driveway. And then it was her boyfriend was there. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Marty. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And it just felt incredibly awkward. That's also a little yeah. transparent, isn't it? Hey, let's go out for a movie. Check out my house. Where my boyfriend just asked me. Right, right. And there was just like, oh, we're just finishing up dinner. And then, so, I mean, like, what? I'll, I'll have her back at a reasonable hour. Right. <laughs> so it's just like this Whoops. horribly awkward thing. And it just turned So did you out. try to kiss her? Um, no, I did not. Mm. I think no. that's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because then uh, it's just like. And I'm I like, know some men aren't good with signs. You just got to go yeah, for it. I, I, <laughs> but I think that was a wise choice. I picked up on it. Uh, it was subtle, but. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. sometimes you just got to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I did, yeah, the date ended abruptly. And um, I don't think she thought of it as a date. So, uh, so uh, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Dating's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But uh, she's still hot and cool at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, so Lou says, I don't expect anything for Valentine's. I'll, I'll probably get to share some mozzarella sticks at the, at the local bar. That's hashtag romance. That sounds pretty awesome to me. Oh, yeah. But I'm not... I like mozzarella sticks. I would be like, get your own goddamn mozzarella sticks. <laughs> I ain't mine. sharing. These are mine. 
Um, yeah. So, oh, and, and also we went to see her. That was the, the movie we saw. And oh, that, ugh. And that's oh, just a, oh, so I just was so depressed at the end of that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was just like, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, I don't need to, uh, I, I need to get my phone uh, sentient. Yeah. <laughs> That'll set me up for, uh, I guess, a couple weeks, and then my phone will dump me. Oh. oh, oh! Spoiler alert! Oh, I haven't seen it yet, you son of a bitch! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, it's your fault. Well, I will be honest; it's open to interpretation. Oh, okay. I believe the ending is open to interpretation. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, and it's funny. Yeah, we've I had a discussion about uh, with a friend, and we both took had absolute opposite reactions to mm-hmm. to the ending. Hmm. And we had a long discussion about it. So One of the things I love about the movie is that it, it's something you'll be talking about. So she's happily married. She thought it was had a positive ending. I'm miserably single, and I had a, a very opposite uh, take on that. I'll have to watch it with my cats. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to hear what they think about it. Yeah. Yes. So, oh, by the way, that's the end of the mail sack. Uh, closing up the mail sack. Um, so thank you guys for getting those emails and get them in. For next week, because it's it was a little sparse this week. That's yeah, come on. make an effort. Do guys. your job. Nooner podcast. You guys have one com. job. You're because already done giving us money. You've got plenty of time. <laughs> right. You've got nothing else on the to do list. And we don't have any content. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Generate content for us, by the way. Wait, what was the third softball? Oh no, he only had two. Then he doesn't respect the format. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter WG. Wait, then where did the, what are you doing for Valentine's Day come from? Oh, just because I brought it up. Oh, you brought it up. Okay. Yeah. Oh, who says we don't have any content? Hey, look at that, guys. <laughs> Mozzarella sticks for all. <laughs> That's what we're going to do with the, the Indiegogo money. <laughs> just, <laughs> just get one giant mozzarella log. Yeah. Uh, there is a crazy thing with the Oscars. If, I don't know if you looked at all the nominees, but one of the nominees was for a, a song called Alone Yet Not Alone. Is that from the uh, Christian film? It's from a movie called Alone Yet Not Alone. Oh, hey. A Christian-themed movie that has not uh, has been shown sparsely, um, I guess enough to get the, the Academy qualify. uh, qualifying thing. But it, I think it's coming out later this year in theaters. Um, yeah, and it, and it came out, and then it was pulled because... The guy who wrote the song, because like nobody knows this movie or the song, mm-hmm. but the guy who who wrote the song, he's, he's, he's on the nominating committee. Isn't yes, it? he's in, in the nominating committee, or he's part of the academy, and he has access to the the members of the nominating committee. So mm-hmm. basically, what they do is they post a website with all the songs on it, and they're just they just they're just listed by song, mm-hmm. and the the nominating committee is supposed to listen to them. They, they don't even know who wrote them. But, mm-hmm. of course, they, they probably do. But, um, And he, he sent a, an email to a third of the nominating committee saying, my song is number 57, please play it, and, and please nominate it. Mm-hmm. And so that's how he got it. And, uh, and, and but, he didn't think that would come back to bite him in the ass? Well, uh, I, I, I guess not, but obviously. But the, the thing is, people have been have done self-promotion for, you know, uh, Melissa Leo nominated, or she, she t- took out ads in the trades mm-hmm. with, for the fighter and she won. Um, and same thing with the Hurt Locker, the, some guy uh, uh, sent an email out, uh, one of the producers, and that won Best Picture. Um, so it, it's happened over the years, but it, this is 
the the academy said that this is you know this is has crossed a line. Well, I think it's because he's on the committee. He's on the committee, yeah, and and he had specific access to the the nominating committee. Right. Um, so the guy with who the producer for the Hurt, Hurt Locker, he um, he was not invited to the Oscars. Uh, so, but it still ended up winning. Um, oh, so he, so they looked down on his behavior as well. Yeah, yeah, they did. So he got chastised, but um, but. Mm. I think Christians are 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 saying that this is anti-Christian. You know? Oh come on, yeah. nice um, try. Yeah. So I mean, not all of them, but some of them are. But it, clearly, it's a it's a it's a an unethical what the guy did. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's a violation of his privilege. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's just a popularity contest. Is the song yeah. any good? Um, I haven't listened to it. I'm not on the nominating committee. I don't have access to the website. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's awesome. Uh, yes. But I think we've all, I think we can all agree that the Oscars are, I mean, I really don't know any awards show. A dog show. and pony show? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know any awards show where I would actually say that's an upstanding show where the, it's always the best and it has right, nothing to meritocracy. do with politics. Yeah. Even the Independent Spirit Awards, I would guess at this point, are pretty... Political. Yeah. 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 That's why I kind of gave up on all that crap. Um, Jadlin just sent in, there's a BuzzFeed article uh, that's uh, Valentine's cards for single people to give themselves. <laughs> there's nothing that I'd rather do than split a bottle of wine with you. Happy Valentine's Day <laughs> from me to you. From me to me. Um, or uh, from pizza to me. I can't wait to be inside you. Sexual. <laughs> uh, um, from me to me. Without you, my heart would literally stop functioning. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> from me, uh, from the TV to me, you turn me on. Oh, that's well. Anyhow, yeah, that's that, that will be. No, I'll, I'll be with my family, so that that won't be. No, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> it's, not, it's not gonna be an issue. And yeah, and it's I just happen to be stocking just, up on wine on Friday. that night. It's just another Friday. It's just another just, Friday. Just, it's, it's just a day. It's created by Hallmark. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Why does anybody love me? Oh. That wasn't a real question, was it? Because we, we only have, have about ten minutes. Left the show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what are you doing on Valentine's Day? Um, on Valentine's Day, I am going Valentine's Valentine's. Um, I'm going with my roommate and two friends. To we have a friend who works on Master Chef, mm-hmm. and on Valentine's Day, they're I think doing. I have a friend who works on Master Chef. Could be the same person. Um, I auditioned for Master Chef to be a chef. Yeah, I went. I made it to like the. I went in for like three interviews. Wow, that. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, what did you have to do? Well, uh, you had to bring in food to like some place in Hollywood, and so then they judge your food. And I brought in a smoked chicken pot pie. It was awesome. Mm. It was baller. And then then they bring you in for two camera interviews, and then. Um, but like, like one guy was like a an Iraq veteran slash firefighter who's mm. like bringing in his seven alarm chili or whatever, and I was like, I can't, I don't have a right. story like that. Yeah, I'm an unemployed actor. Yeah, right. here's some food. But um, uh, but it was exciting to to do that, and it was exciting to pass the food around. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Make some of that shit for us. I'm hungry. All right. Next time, I'll, I'll make, make up you... a backstory. Make up a lie. I know. That's interesting. And I was like, um. I'm, You're a widower. I'm kind of depressed sometimes. Right? 
Is that a sad story? Tell the story about it's, taking your neighbor out to a date. It's sad to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, so you have a friend who works on MasterChef. Yeah, and they're doing, I don't know where it is, but they're doing a, um, they're, they're, uh, I actually don't know if I should be telling you this because I'm not, I'm not supposed to know it's MasterChef. I just know because, but anyway, they're doing a, they're filming something and we are going to get to eat a free dinner and uh-huh. it's going to be in a huge sort of banquety sort nice. of setting. And nice. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Maybe I'll make and you chicken pot pie. And then I'll go home and snuggle pie. my cats. I would love <laughs> some chicken pot pie. Um, well, I think we'll start to wrap things up. Uh, do you guys have anything to plug this week? Because I sure don't. <laughs> I miss the old-fashioned sending out of Valentines. You know, like back in the day. Oh, yeah. You just get a box of Valentines and you send them. But to I mean, like way back in the day, you would you would actually, through the mail, send someone you had a crush on. It was It was your opportunity to send anonymously send someone mm. that you were sweet on a valentine so really it is kind of a singles day because it's like yeah. it's, it's the day not for, for couples yeah it's for single people to stick their necks the, out yeah except not really if it's anonymous oh but, just, you're, you're supposed to do it anonymously i got yeah. an anonymous valentine card in the mail when i was living in dublin really yeah that's sweet. what did it say i can't remember i do remember there was something misspelled and i was like that's, oh 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I should send it. Might have been one of those, like, you're really hot, but it was yeah. Y-O-U-R. Oh. Uh, that's a deal breaker. Right. And you're really uneducated. Rip, rip, rip. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. That's dumb. I held on to that thing for a while. I thought that was really sentiment sweet. is not appreciated. <laughs> As an adult, I found in an album that I lent to somebody a, a letter that said, I love you, Marty. And I didn't never got it because I never played the record after I got it back from the person. Oh, so wow. they had left it for me. Like, ah, oh, this is my thing for Marty. And uh, yeah, several years later, Se- after like they decades, married yeah. and died, you know, right. she's, she's still married. Um, <laughs> but, you blew that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Maybe I'll do. I would have blown it anyway. Do that this year. Yeah, do, I miss being in Tom in Hiddleston. class uh, in school, and on Valentine's Day you would all write valentines to everyone in your but class. But you had to send it to everyone. So it was like... Yeah, but you got some from everyone. <laughs> That's true. But they weren't sincere. I wasn't too hung up on sincerity in second grade. Oh, oh I always Just was. the acknowledgement that I existed was great enough oh. for me. You know, since after that bitch the... on Romper Room so steadily ignored <laughs> me. After that Call of Cthulhu thing, we lost half of our Indiegogo money. So <laughs> <sighs> sorry about that. Got taken people. back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. All right. No, that was awesome. Uh, oh, don't no, patronize. I, Don't patronize me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, thank you so much. We do have the Indiegogo page up. It's live. Go there. Check out the rewards, the premiums. And if you can afford to, please give. If you, if you can't, tell a friend who can. <laughs> and we or just write us stuff in the get mail. Get your sack. broke ass a job. Yes. And tweet us in at Nooner, uh, Nooner Dan Barney. Email us at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Go to the Indiegogo page. Give your support however you can. And uh, we really, really appreciate it. So um, we passed our goal. So if you, and, and any, anything you give, we, we might do, you know, what if we got enough money to do a live broadcast from, from uh, Cleveland? Fuck, and we could say, fuck Cleveland and get beat up get in Cleveland. Get kicked. Yeah, that would be awesome. Is there, are um, we going to take some of that Indiegogo money and get little Spider-Man socks to put over the microphone? I think we need <laughs> to something. To handle our sibilants and plosives? Yeah, our plosives are kind of annoying me on these things. We'll get something. I think we'll have enough money to get actual... Children's socks? 
children's actual socks. children actual children <laughs> to to block the wind from the mics no we'll get so actual... I can stop hitting my glasses on the microphone <laughs> okay, i think you're not supposed to look into the look microphone look at me i'm like a triceratops <laughs> all right see, don't you if, mock the triceratops once that money comes in you'll be able to see it on a live webcam oh that's right yeah i'm gonna webcam yeah so we'll get that start going taking showers again uh so <laughs> yeah maybe you should do an indiegogo for your show What's your show? Oh, what's, what's my show? Dave made a maze. Yeah. Oh, the movie. Uh, there's a disco. We had a meeting. Uh, things are looking really good. Um, I'll keep you posted. All right, and we'll we'll try to get an update in from uh, Dan. I, I will try to hook up my phone so, with this soundboard so we can get him to call in I'd be if great. he has time. Love to hear from him. And um, Dan. yes, so there we go. See you next Tuesday. Gotta rip that fuck. This has been a production of Smartco Internet Radio. If that fuck, if that fuck, if that fuck, has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.